0: Now what if I told you That the Wano arc was over And what if I told you that post Wano Echirio Oda has been on a writing Championship level spree I'm talking championship level. I don't know too many writers that are better than Oda as far as his genre is concerned. So I won't say that he's the best. However, I will say right now, since the Wano arc has concluded, he has been writing at a champion level. Maybe even something higher than that. And the voice that you're hearing right now is the host of the One Piece of Mind podcast. Nico White. Y'all, it's been a minute. It's been a minute since the last time I've seen you guys on this podcast. Um, since we last picked up, we did some things. On my side, I've gotten one of the bigger credits that I've been trying to get for a minute. Something that went, you know, when the pandemic came and blew through everything and blew through this. But we got on Netflix, y'all. Please make sure when you get the chance, you go check out Pete Davidson Presents The Best Friends on Netflix. I am Nico White and I am first out on that special. So if you get the chance, please make sure you check that out. And after you check that out, make sure you check out my other work, Nico White, Dark Out, D-A-R-K-O-U-T. You can find that on YouTube. Then check out Nico White, Introducing Me. That's I-N-T-R-O-D-U-C-I-N-G-M-E. And make sure you check out my album, Marcellus, M-A-R-S-C-E-L-L-U-S And after that, ladies and gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be back I hope you're listening still And even if you're not, I hope I can earn your listenership still My name is Nico White This is the One Piece of Mind podcast Where we talk about everything one piece So, like I said, I'm all caught up You know what I mean? I know that we're out of the Wano arc, and before I go any further, I just wanna say that I think the Wano arc, in my opinion, ranks a lot higher than people are giving it credit for. I think it might be a little bit of um recency bias, especially amongst the, um you know, reactor community, because I'm a fan of everybody's, you know, but it was funny to hear folks have these, um th- to hear the opinions of some that were disappointed in Wano, or so they say, Because I've been keeping up with most of the reactors Week to week Since I caught up back in Whole Cake Island When Sanji and Luffy You know what I'm saying Were going through it right And I can't lie to y'all Most of the reactors Even the ones and almost especially the ones That claim that they um, were disappointed in Wano For week to week for the longest time Were saying that Wano was killing it Killing it now, you have some outliers, like people like JD Legend or whatever, that whenever they had, um you know, any grievance with um, the manga, they were quick to be like, you know, nah, I'm not with this. So, shout outs to them for always remaining honest. But I feel like others, if they go back and they really, you know, give Wano a fresh chance, I think they'll be more on the side I am. And I think Wano will age like wine, especially once the um, story is over. Also, just real quick, I don't think Big Mom and Kaido are dead. Um, After that, let's go and get into it. Chapter 1060. Pardon me, a cell phone call tried to cut us off. Haters. But... Let's get on to chapter 1063 Now before we even get into this chapter I've read it already But you know I don't want i want to make sure I don't miss anything I'm just going to go back through it quick while I'm with y'all But first things first Luffy is amazing in this chapter For reasons that like Maybe a lot of people don't notice But the innocence of this character Mixed in with how um, In my opinion I think the world should work This chapter was great for me For a moment that I'll bring up shortly But let's start with the cover page And the chapter is titled "My Only Family," which means a lot right from the very start. Because again, on the cover page we have Chaco Town in Big Mom's territory, and it is frozen over. Now, I don't think it takes too much guessing to realize that this has to be the work of Alkiji, unless Monet went somewhere and awakened. You know what I mean? But I believe this is the work of Alkiji. Unless Blackbeard killed him and got somebody to steal his fruit. I definitely think this is the work of Al G, Former Marine Admiral. And we see Cracker on the cover sprawled out in defeat. And before we start getting crazy with the power scale. And I just want to say that Cracker might still be injured. Or just getting out of the hospital for being injured by Luffy from his fight with. Tank man, so just putting it out there And Aokiji didn't show up alone, folks Aokiji did not show up alone Aokiji showed up with another Blackbeard Pirate So that means Cracker was fighting a two-on-one Not to mention Derma 66 being on island So I think we should give Cracker a lot more credit For taking on Blackbeard's two commanders versus himself Kiji alone, he already had no chance, you know, and it's, it sucks to see Brule on the cover because you know what Brule really thinks about her family. She really does care. So to see her crying out frozen, you know, a Curry and Oven are all fighting each other because of Caesar's gas. It's really F situation for um, our folks. So we started off back in Vegapunk's lab. We have Luffy Chopper and Bonnie all fat because they've eaten and whatnot. And I appreciate the humor from this Vegapunk because it's like, oh, all you folks look alike. And it's like, Jinbei's like, well, nah, I kind of always look like this, right? So there's something to be said about Raph, even though she's supposed to be like the angry Vegapunk. In my opinion, she seems at least she seems, she seems to be pretty chill so far. The only time I've seen her attack. Well, outside, you know, just punching the snake for no reason. The only time I seen her attack was when Luffy provoked it. You know, Raph seems pretty fair letting them go about Vegapunk Slab the way that they want to. That The outfits, you know, for me, that's not really my thing I'm looking forward to in one piece. So the outfits are cool. I think everything's fine. Bonnie is a 10 out of 10, but we know that already. Jinbei doing the whole um, Ben 10 uncle kind of thing is great you know what i'm saying bonnie again chopper makes sense the police kuma sequence this is where luffy again just shines for me as a main character because of the things i believe in personally now people that grew up with a lot people that didn't grow up much and you know what and everybody in between i think most people could agree that food and clothes if we could it should be free Right, right. I'm definitely one of those people. I don't think people should have to pay for food. I don't think people should have to pay for um, clothes. I'm just one of those folks. Like if it were up to me, things like food and clothes would be free. Maybe I'm too idealistic, but that's the world I would appreciate. So to see police kuma show up looking like the NYPD accompanied by the automatons And these things do kind of remind me of the automatons <clears throat> I don't know if anyone else has drawn that connection yet, but pardon me. I don't know if anyone else made that connection yet, but that was definitely something I noticed. If you don't know, the automatas were found with um, Dr. Clover, and I think Anna found a batch on the moon. But anyway, we get police Kuma, right? And then when Police Kuma shows up, we get this really heartfelt moment because he's about to attack. And I say about to, he does attack. And as he's attacking... Luffy's observation hockey kicks in. He's about to cut him off and he's about to, you know, get rid of this, you know, pacifista. And Bonnie comes in and she kicks Luffy in the face, which is, first of all, a very good shot. Especially if I'm looking at the bend right here, Bonnie's very, 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 very nimble. Now, she attacks Luffy to keep him from attacking Kuma because as we later find out, well, us and. The crew is that Bonnie is Kuma's daughter. So it see, it would seem to me that she's traumatized about Kuma being hurt in front of her. And the whole thing that they drew for Kuma holding Bonnie, that whole, ah, her face, the way it's drawn, completely, completely gripping. It's really, really gripping. You know, G R I P P I N G. Sometimes when I go to enunciate, you know, I'll get all the words pristinely right. So I'll spell them out And Luffy telling her run dummy Like you know I can't can't say Bonnie's going to join the crew And I won't say that but The vibe that she's building so far is really really cool So then we cut away From We cut away From Egghead Island where Luffy and the crew are And we cut to where Law is And first of all I wasn't expecting this Right But I just want to put this out there That I've always been a big proponent of the following I've always thought that Law was going to end up joining the Blackbeard Pirates. Not because he's an enemy of Luffy, just hear me out. I just felt like, you know, Blackbeard didn't have his 10th Titanic captain and Law is a D. And he's not particularly on any side, it would seem. And I'm also one of those people that can get behind Randy Troy's theory of Law being in SWORD, you know, alongside Aokiji and stuff like that because of how Aokiji showed up at um, Punk Hazard. But even if not, I really do believe that it would do Law some good to work under the other D-Clan member in the um, worst generation. I just feel like it makes sense to me. And also, because he's already... Okay. I hate to eat in y'all ear. But it's a Reese's Buttercup. What am I supposed to do? Just leave it there? That's crazy. But... Anyway, Law has already worked with Luffy, right? He's somebody that wants to find out about the D Clan's checkered fate. Who else should he align himself with than Blackbeard? When you think about it, he was already working under two Yonko. <laughs> One being Kaido by way of Doflamingo. And one being Luffy. So we get Blackbeard encountering Trafalgar Law. Right? And something about the Rocky Port incident, I don't know. Ever since we heard about it, we got an update. I've just been feeling this law is gonna join Blackbeard, right? But we get them interacting with each other, and we get the reveal. A Blackbeard Squad's Devil Fruits now. As we see the polotain go up in like, you know, shambles. Then we see <laughs> Waifu Law. Who. Somehow. Caught the disease of having their gender bits or something like that. Because Doc Q ate the Six sick fruit, which is, I can't lie, it's very cool. And it's. It's fitting. With. Um. Chopper's hatred of people that just spread sickness for no reason, you know. And if Doc Q really can initiate diseases that he's thinking of on the spot, then Chopper would really need to be able to create medicine that can cure everything. So it's funny, something to think about, you know, just how much this goes into the final fights in the crew. And another thing I want to add, yo. The one thing about these final fights. The way they are shaping up. These opponents can only fight their straw hat counterpart. Because they fight anybody else. They're probably going to. If it's not like Luffy, Zoro, or Sanji. And maybe even them depending on the powers. They might really be in a bad way. You take somebody like. Doc Q who has a 6-6 fruit. And you put him up against Robin. That's a real bad matchup. That's a real bad matchup. You put him up against somebody like Brooke. Brooke probably going to clean your house. You know, but... I think it's something very particular about these opponents and how they're being set up. So we see... The dot Q... Came across the 6 sick, sick fruit. Which is already sick in of itself. But then we see Law... Show what he learned from the land of Wano where overwhelming hockey can disrupt the power of Devil Fruits, which is very cool, right? So he changes himself from female law back to male law and we find out that Van Auger, who in my opinion has the coolest Devil Fruit and the lamest mustache, but he has the teleport nomi me or something like that. What's it called? The warp warp fruit. The warp warp fruit. And, you know, he can go where I don't know how far he can go. I don't want to put a distance on it and end up, end up being wrong, but he can go at least as far from where they are in the ocean to the island. And Burgess ate the strong, strong food, but fuck Burgess, even though he did manage to throw an entire mountain. Hooray. Right. Law rooms out of the way. And then we find Blackbeard sailing down on Doc Q and the horse, the stronger who ate, like, the Mythical Zone Pegasus fruit. And we get the whole Long Time No See thing from Blackbeard, right? And Law telling him straight up, like, fam, I'm not scared. You want to smoke, you get to smoke, and winner take all. The Pony and everything, right? I think Law's going to lose after putting up a great fight. Just because I think he's a great counter to Blackbeard. Because... If you consider Law's awakening, it don't make no sense for Blackbeard to use a move like Black Hole. Law's not going to fall for that. And I think Law is the equivalent to Ace here, but an inversion where Ace fought Blackbeard and died. But Blackbeard did offer Ace a position on his crew, right? I believe that in this fight, Law's going to be offered the same position. I think Law's going to take up Blackbeard on his offer. And the next time he meets the Straw Hats, they'll, they will be enemies, But I do believe Law is going to stick true to what he said when Luffy asked, are you going to betray me? No. And here's my big theory about Law. I think Trafalgar D. Water Law has already performed the immortality surgery on Luffy.